0: It's Fundamentals time today. One of my listeners asked me this question. How do you become an enterprise architect? To answer that question, we need to understand what is enterprise architecture. And to understand that, we need to break it down into its lower components, enterprise and architecture. So what is an enterprise? The technical definition of an enterprise is a group of organizations working together to achieve a common objective. But that's a very technical definition. Basically, an enterprise is an organization. Now, for an enterprise architect, the entire organization may not be enterprise. If, when you start doing enterprise architecture, you don't start doing enterprise architecture for the whole organization. You start with a part of it, probably a few business functions to begin with. So it's the study of the organization or the study of a part of the entire organization. Which brings us to architecture. What is architecture? Now the technical definition is it's the study of a system, its components, the relationship within the components and the environment that they live in, and the principles of their design and evolution. But again, that is a very technical definition. Every system, and when I say system, I mean anything could be a system, A building could be a system, a town could be a system, the human body could be a system, or an organization also can be a system. Now, every system that exists has architecture by default. The human body has architecture, the buildings have architecture, and in one of my previous episodes I've talked about the hut that a farmer builds at his farm, who has no clue about architecture, also has architecture. It's just that the architecture has not been properly represented. When the architect does his work, all he does is represents the architecture that already exists. So when organizations grow, whether it's organically or inorganically, there is architecture in it. It might not be very good architecture if it is implicit, but there is architecture nevertheless. So when the enterprise architect starts doing design of his organization, when he studies the existing organization good or bad all he's doing is really representing its architecture he's putting it down on paper or building models in a computer system so everything has architecture so really what we need to understand is the difference between architecture and architecting architecting is a verb it is an activity that the architect does he builds models to show his stakeholders what the system looks like, and then he converts the implicit architecture of a system into conscious architecture, which means he keeps in mind the principles of design and evolution and builds an architecture or builds a design of a system as per the wishes of the stakeholder. So an architect really is someone who studies the system and designs the system so that the system can become more effective and efficient. So enterprise architecture is the architecture of the enterprise. If there is no enterprise architect in an organization, there's a high chance that the organization has implicit architecture. The leaders within the organization took decisions about the design of the organization based on their intuition or based on what they thought is the best design that the organization can have. It might be conscious, it might be implicit. Now, how do you become an enterprise architect? What do you need to study? What are the skills that you need to do enterprise architecture? The TOGAF framework has something called the skills framework. And it's a, it's a very interesting framework. If you look at the job description of an enterprise architect today, there's a high chance that you'll see that the organization really is looking for Superman. They'll tell you that they need programming skills, and not just any particular programming skills, but they need a full stack developer. They need someone who knows infrastructure. They need someone who has experience on AWS and Azure public clouds. They need someone who's a good leader, who's a good communicator, and who has all different soft skills. And if you really think about it, it is practically impossible for a single human being to have all the skills that they're looking for in their job description. There are many skills which are required to do enterprise architecture. Don't get me wrong. It's just that all the skills do not need to exist in a single person. There are many roles within the enterprise architecture capability or the enterprise architecture practice. There are roles such as project manager or a data architect or a business architect or an application architect or a Um, uh, technology architect, someone who knows public cloud, someone who understands security, someone who understands various technologies like Internet of Things or, uh, or, or mobile architecture or artificial intelligence and so on and so forth. It's just that we don't need to have all these skills within the single person because a single person is not going to be taking care of all the different aspects of enterprise architecture. So to become an enterprise architect, you need to have a certain set of skills. Does that mean that you don't require any other skills besides the one that you specialize in? Well, to be very honest, enterprise architect is a role in which you do require all different kinds of skills. It's just that you don't need to be an expert in every single skill. You need the knowledge and an understanding of various aspects of IT, first of all, and then various aspects of the business, And then you can specialize in one of those skills. So the skills framework, what it does is it defines roles, it defines skills, and then it defines proficiency levels. So for example, if you're an architecture board member, you need level four, which is by the way, expert, you need level four leadership skills, you need level four communication skills, but you may not have level four database architecture skills or modeling skills and so on and so forth. If you're a database architect, then you need level four skills, but you can make do with level two communication skills or uh, level one, um, I don't know, application architecture skills and so on and so forth. So there's a skills framework. Now, this, there is a template skills framework provided by TOGAV, but that is not what you need to go with in your organization. You take that skills framework and you define the skills that you need in your organization, your roles, your proficiency levels. So that's what a skills framework is. Coming back to the original question, how do you really become an enterprise architect? What are the skills that you really need to be an enterprise architect? And what are the reference frameworks and reference architectures and reference models that you can study to become a better enterprise architect? So let's start with uh, experience it's a good idea to have about seven, eight years of experience in the industry. Which industry though? I asked this question to John Zachman when I was meeting him in Bangalore once, and I asked him, where do you think should enterprise architecture be within the organization? Now, one of the problems that I've seen in the industry is that the enterprise architecture team is deep within the bowels of IT. Uh, it doesn't It's not high enough in the hierarchy, and that's why it's not taken very seriously by everybody else within the organization. So I asked this question to John Zachman. Zachman, by the way, is the father of enterprise architecture. He is the one who coined the term enterprise architecture, and a great man. Um, It was a very interesting discussion that I had with him in a conference in Bangalore. And I asked him this question, and he said, Enterprise architecture should be a part of the organization that is responsible for change within the enterprise. Because enterprise architecture is all about how the organization must change to stay relevant, to stay efficient. This means that the enterprise architecture team could very well be outside the IT organization. And understand this, enterprise architecture is not about IT, it is more about business. So it very well could be a part of any other function within the business and not IT. So I asked him, why is it the case that enterprise architecture is usually a part of IT then? And he said that the skills really required to do enterprise architecture are usually very easily available among people who have done engineering or who are a part of IT, uh, it's modeling skills or analytical skills or technology skills or database skills and so on and so forth. Now, you don't have to be a database architect to be an enterprise architect to understand this. All right. But you do require modeling skills. You will be working on enterprise architecture software. You do need to uh, be able to design systems which are skills easily available within IT. So when I say you need seven, eight years of experience, I mean, seven, eight years of experience within the IT industry. That does not mean that uh, a person who does not have IT experience cannot become an enterprise architect. It's just that they'll have to put in a little bit more effort in trying to understand modeling and design. Seven, eight years of IT experience does not just mean um, only IT. You need to keep an outlook where you're trying to understand IT from all different angles. So if you're you a, a, a full-stack developer for eight years, uh, you can still become an enterprise architect. It's just that if you've understood other aspects of IT, it'll be an easier path for you to become an enterprise architect. So someone who's got uh, programming experience, someone who's touched a little bit of infrastructure, someone who understands various technologies, someone who's been a business analyst, someone who's worked with the business Uh, more closely, uh, and so on. Someone who's had a little bit of experience in different aspects of the business is more suitable to become an enterprise architect, which means he's more. it'll be an easier path for him to get to the enterprise architect role. Now let's talk about what a person should be studying to become an enterprise architect. The TOGAF framework is a very good framework uh, that gives you a very good idea about enterprise architecture. It looks at various aspects enterprise architecture starting with the basic content framework Uh, a content framework is how do you collect information about the organization right Um, you look at it from a business standpoint you look at it from a data standpoint you look at it from an application standpoint you look at it from a, a technology standpoint you bind all these things together you study how all these things are connected to each other how they are dependent on each other and then Um, And then there is a little bit of planning and then there's a little bit of solution delivery and so on and so forth. So uh, the content framework essentially tells you what are the documents that you can create to collect this information. And then it has an architecture development method, uh, which gives you a step by step method to do enterprise architecture. But that's not it. It has a lot of guidance and a lot of uh, reference architectures and reference models in the Togaf library and TOGAF 10 now includes the TOGAF series guides, which guide you in various aspects of enterprise architecture. Simple things such as how can a business leader or how can a leader within the organization start an enterprise architecture capability? Or how do you do digital transformation? Or how uh, how do you build an organization that is agile? or how do you do value streams mapping, how do you do business capabilities mapping etc etc. They're all available in the Open Group website called the TOGAF library. It does require you to go through a free uh, registration process. The registration basically is the creation of a user ID. Once you've created a user ID you will have all these documents available to you free of cost. There's also the TOGAF framework which is available to you free of cost online. There's a PDF version that if you want to download, you'll you'll have to buy it. But the HTML version or, you know, the version online is free for everyone. So there's a tremendous amount of material available out there. There's also a beautiful book that I read, which I continue to go back to for reference, called Enterprise Architecture as a Strategy. Uh, that's a beautiful book that talks about how organizations can use enterprise architecture to come up with strategy. So There's a tremendous amount of material available out there that you can study to become an enterprise architect. And this is a good starting point. And there's a large number of series guides available on the Open Group. Very easy to understand, very simple language. It is not a very technical language. And it tells you a lot about the business of enterprise architecture. I would like to end this episode um, with an analogy, right? That I've read somewhere, by the way. This is not something that I've come up with when we did not have elevators we used to build buildings that were not more than two or three floors and or five floors at the most and the reason why we did not go very high is because people had to climb all those stairs to get to the top floors and that itself was a challenge gravity was a challenge and then we invented elevators that would take us to the higher floors and 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 that literally and metaphorically speaking Uh, Opened up the skies for us, right? Sky became the limit. And we now have skyscrapers, 21, 25, 50, 100 floored buildings um, where people can easily go to the top without having to climb a single stair. Now, elevators changed and transformed the entire construction industry. But it's still not called elevator architecture, it's called construction architecture. IT changed entirely the way we do business today. Today we have fintech, today we have um, technology that is being used in the pharma industry, we have technology that's being used in the airlines industry, and so on and so forth. Any business you go to, it is difficult to imagine a world where we don't have IT. But it is not IT architecture, it is enterprise architecture. Enterprise architecture is more about the business than it is about IT. When I came out of CDAC, um, CDAC is the uh, Diploma in Advanced Computing that I did, I knew many things. It was a six-month intensive program where I studied CEC++, Win32 programming, VC++, MFC classes, Oracle architecture, um, Oracle databases, software engineering as a concept, uh, Java, and so on and so forth, Unix, data communications and network. It was an extremely intensive program where I studied 18 hours a day for six months with just one holiday, no Saturdays and no Sundays. And even after all of this intensive study, I really did not know why I am doing all this programming. When I came out in the real world, in an interview, they asked me um, a simple question such as, why do we need databases? And I said to store data. And he said, what kind of data? And I said, let's say customer data. So he said, I could store all that customer data in an Excel file. Why do I really need a database? And I really did not have an answer for him, right? And this is because I had learned all this programming, all this technology, and I did not know the business applications of it. And it took me a couple of months of actual application development that really helped me understand the business implications. But even after seven, eight years of programming in the real world, I never gave it a second thought of how, um, how the software really impacts the business. I mean, I do understand that we are building applications so that the businesses can use them for various purposes, but I never studied the business. I never thought about how, um, how technology can really transform the business. And today in this real world, it really can. So, what enterprise architecture does is it gives you that business perspective. It forces you to think about the business more than about the technology. So, if you have that kind of a mindset where you are more willing to look at how technology enables the business rather than the technology in itself, then you are ideally suited for the role of enterprise architect. I've tried to do my best in this 15, 20 minutes to explain to you how to become an enterprise architect and what it takes. But if you have other ideas, if you have thoughts, if you have um, any suggestions about this concept, please let me know, please reach out. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about organizational agility, innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show it could be anyone your colleague your boss someone in your team that's all i ask just one share with one message via text or whatsapp or any social media of your choice and it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base also please don't forget to follow the podcast that way you'll get notified when we publish a new episode if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash t.me slash Enterprise Architecture Radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.